just before all the shit went, all the chaos went down. She's got them so riled up thinking that Grace killed Barry Cooper that the Barry Cooper fans are willing to go along with framing Grace. I think so. Leave it with me, kids, and I'll see what I can do. A couple of figures materialise. They are extremely tall. They're shiny and shimmery. And it looks like they have wings on their back. You have come face to face with the king and queen of the Fae. The Fae Prince has come of age, but we cannot sense him. Please find him for us. Before they can say anything else, there's a noise in the undergrowth. They poof into nothing, just as an Edred appears. Grace, there's a message from home. Looks like you're not a delinquent after all. You can go back to Hollyfirth now. It is Wednesday morning, and Grace, you are relieved to be waking up back in your own dorm room at Hollyfirth. Can you please describe your exit from Dawanagrak? Yes. Who was the the guy who was always there? Edred. Yeah, what two probably two of him <laughs> came <laughs> and knocked on my door. I was like, you are you have passed. You, you have been fully rehabilitated. Pack your things. I didn't have any things, so I just left. <laughs> I did did you say goodbye to anyone special while you were there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say goodbye to Donnie, but they wouldn't allow it because, you know, rehabilitated people and non-rehabilitated people are not allowed to communicate. Just in case they he, He's not allowed to talk to anyone now. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you all wake up to a message on the boards and you kind of have the feeling that this could have been a message that should have only been directed at the intended recipients, but maybe Barnaby Spud has done it on purpose and addressed it to everyone. It says, Cynthia Whipshaft, Loretta Stinge, David Hopper, Olivia Wood and Mandy Murray, my office ASAP, Barnaby Spud. love it. At breakfast, you are all reunited. So I think now would be the perfect chance just to have a little catch up about what happened yesterday. Oh, oh also, Grace, what happened? when you get in there, when you get in there, you notice that Mandy Murray is basically on kitchen duty. She's clearing away the empty dishes. She's taking them to big sinks by the side and lots of suds and grime and scrubbing going on there for her. <laughs> Interesting. I suspect that might be her punishment for telling porkies. Yeah, well, I don't know what she's doing there. <laughs> I'm going, Jesse, there you are. You'll never guess what happened to me. I've just been in this place. <laughs> oh no, we wondered where you went. What happened? Well, I just woke up in this detention centre whose name I can't pronounce. That's awful. They thought I had broken all of Cynthia's stuff and they wouldn't believe me when I said I didn't do it. Don't worry, we had your back. Yeah? We, uh, yeah, we had to, like, try and find evidence that it was all all a lie. All of Cynthia's mates were like covering for her. Including Mandy. Ah, this is all making sense now. We had your back. We knew it wasn't you. We got you out. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm very grateful because it was horrible and Donnie Zimmer was there and I don't like being classed with him on the best of occasions. Why was Donnie there? Oh, I can't remember now. <laughs> he did something. I'm not going to tell you. This is all down to what you can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine he'd do anything that bad. No, it was some kind of prank gone wrong, if I recall. Anyway, after that super detailed catch-up. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Also, though, I have I have news, but we'll very much need to 
be alone when I when I tell you that. Okay. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> well, oh, I think I seem to recall it's secret. So. Oh. Well, before that happens, it's time, Grace, for you to go to magical geography for your first lesson of the day. Okay. Well, I used to like magical geography, but now I know Miss Merriweather is in the Witchshaft family. Broken the broken the magic. Yeah. Well, you turn up to Magical Geography and Miss Merriweather is there, obviously, because it's her classroom, it's what she teaches. And she fixes you with a sort of strange look. Ah, oh, Grace, how pleasant to see you back at school. <laughs> what are you learning in today's Magical Geography, Grace? We are learning about the magic cycle, which is like the water cycle. But obviously how magic is, you know, absorbed into the atmosphere and then reappears in objects and people interesting how you can that's how you funnel it through through your spells which disperses it into the atmosphere again it's all a big cycle brilliant thank you thanks you've basically clarified the entire physics of the world there so thank you well done <laughs> yeah, i mean i'm here to help <laughs> um, what's one oh no go on <laughs> i was gonna say but i haven't i'm not an a student so subject to minor minor discrepancies <laughs> What's one notable thing that happens in that lesson? I suddenly can't remember what a lesson is. It's been a while since you've done a real one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just nice not to have everybody saying horrible things to me, to be honest. <laughs> like some lessons. <laughs> just bliss, blissfully being left alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was the notable thing. You just weren't bombarded with insults. <laughs> okay. Well, Xavier and Jesse, you're on a free, so what are you up to this morning? Good question. I've forgotten where we are and uh, <laughs> the story, what's going on. I mean, there are more doors to unlock, but should we wait for Grace? Oh, we need the opportunity to do that, I don't know. It's got the, the hole in the labyrinth, oh, we true. can sneak into Ms. Merriman. True. Or do we try? How much sparkle fudge have we got left? Are there people to bribe? I've got a piece. Oh, I've got one piece left because I used one on Davina. Who, we, who have we still got? to bribe to find out how the door works. Oh, so many. <laughs> okay, pick one. Librarian? Should we try the librarian? Yes. Okay. Yes, sure. Yeah. Last time I got fucked over, didn't I, by the door? Yeah, you got dropped out down a well or something. <laughs> so, all right, are you going to the library then? You're going to go to the library. I still don't know who's, who all the doors belong to. Oh, obviously we told you this at breakfast, but we did some, some chatting and some bribing. <laughs> so we know the groundskeeper, or we think the groundskeeper is 21 because she said you have to breathe underwater to to get into her door and we think we know how to get into Barnaby Spud's door we need to make snuggle time <laughs> <laughs> Barnaby Spud he's upperclassman and potions. potions okay and you need snuggle time so you can snuggle up to the door well, we, we think we might have to make his favourite potion and that's his favourite potion Let's see oh I like that that's cool that's the theory whether that work who knows sorry okay yeah okay you're going to the library then Yep. You go to the library. There's the usual. There's a few kids also on freeze that are, you know, doing some studying and whatnot. Granted, the majority of them aren't. <laughs> Harmony Prism is up the front, sort of generally just, she's got piles of books around. She's sort of flitting about with all the books. Occasionally, one of the transient higher level books just pops into existence and flies away. And, you know, she's just sort of at her desk doing library things. You also notice Cynthia Whipshaft standing by a trolley of books. She gives 
gives you the dirtiest, shittiest look as you walk past. I'm going to give her the biggest smile going. <laughs> she just goes, <laughs> and then gets back to her work. I guess we're going up to the desk. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Hang on, aren't you more charming? Oh, well. Oh, uh, possibly. We'll see how charming okay. I can be. Mm. Uh, excuse me, Miss, Miss Prism. Hi, Xavier West. Blimey, I can barely hear you. <laughs> hi, hi, Xavier West. I, uh, I was just wondering, do you have a favourite book? Oh, there's too many books to count. Obviously, I've read all the books here at the Hollyfirth Library. And, well, just, you know, my, I like unique books, singular books, like one-of-a-kind books, you know? Ah, what makes a book one-of-a-kind? Well, there's only one of it. Uh, do they have to be, like, about a particular thing, or...? No, not at all. It's my duty to know the contents of all the books here at Hollyfirth, so I read books on all topics. What's Are you looking your... for it? What? Sorry, but, but what's your favourite one to read? Do you like, like, fiction, or...? Non-fiction. Non-fiction. <laughs> I oh. read. <laughs> <laughs> I like all kinds of books, I suppose, but sometimes it is nice to transport yourself to another dimension or something with a, with a good fiction book. Is there one you might recommend? I'm not Depends. very good with books. I would like some help, please. <laughs> well, what, what are you into? What genre would you like? I, I really don't know. I, I don't read, but I've heard it's good. What okay, would well, you recommend you come... as a good read? Your favourite read? <laughs> if you come to this end, of the library with me these are what we call the easy readers there's about five words per page there's where's the bramble bog and that's one about a little cute little creature that you've got to find or there's my first spells <laughs> or there's the uh, collection of nursery tales by lady puddle duck that you could read they're nice and simple the enchanted ninty pint is a particularly engaging tale could you show me where they are yes just come with me to this end of the library but watch out Xavier west i'll be keeping an eye on you i still have forgotten that time that you switched all my library cards around on the Dewey Decimal System and when people were looking for enchanted herbs and spices they accidentally got magical biology books on the rude pages so please don't do that again. <laughs> I mean that doesn't sound like anything I'd do. No. Well alright Jesse Roenberg here's the first one of uh, Lady Puddle Duck's magical tales. It's called The Little Boy Who Broke His Wand. Oh thanks you've been ever so so helpful to me. Um, That's my job um, would you... Unless you're accusing me of something inappropriate, in which case that's not, not my job. No. Just the librarian, been... actually. No, nobody's been this patient with me. I've got some fudge if you'd like to share it. Oh, thank you. That's really kind of you. Don't get any greasy fingerprints on the books, though. Wouldn't dream of it. I'm just going to give her the sparkle fudge. She eats the sparkle fudge, and just like Davina, her eyes go all sparkly, and she's like, ooh, ooh. Okay, I'm just going to get straight to it. How might we open the door to your vault? Well, as I've already told you, Jessie Rowan, I like singular, one-of-a-kind books. If you looked at the colours of the books on the bookshelf, you'd find that there's only one colour that there's only one book of. You stupid dolt. <laughs> Thanks. Do you know how to open anyone else's door? Oh, um, that is that's a very good question <laughs> interesting question yeah if you roll a d20 that will correspond to one of the doors and i'll tell you how to open it awesome damn it it was 11 have you already got 11 yeah tough luck oh <laughs> well i know how to get into um nigel wilberforce's botany door because all the plants that were growing over it have died so you can just walk in thanks be helpful welcome. <laughs> does everyone really grace lions i heard fucking hell she must be loud because she's 
supposed to be in magical geography, which is completely at the other end of the school. I might, I might have to, she's causing trouble again. She's only just got back from being suspended and here she is shouting through the library. Does everyone really think I'm really stupid? No, not at all. It's just that you're really good at sports, aren't you? And sometimes the stereotype is that if you're good at sports, you're not very good at the brains. You might only have like a D4 or something, which is fine because this magical school caters for all abilities, doesn't it? That's why we've got the easy readers and that's why we've got remedial cleaning studies. Which I will probably be taking, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That was your three questions, I believe. So, um, oh, I don't know what happened there. I must have just drifted off to one of my favourite tales. Anyway, shall I book this book out for you? Yes, please. Okay, um, you don't have to return it for a month. I know how difficult you might find it. So just take your time, all right? Oh, thanks. Okay, bye. There you go. <laughs> she goes back to her librarying. <laughs> I'm just going to give Xavier a thumbs up and walk out clutching my book, but maybe hiding that it's an easy reader. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after that brief library-related interlude, I think it's time for you all to go to Illusions. Oh, probably. I believe that's your next lesson of the day. (laughs) Can you now each roll a d20, please, to find out who gets to answer the amazing questions? Five. Ten. Fifteen. Okay, so Grace... You get to decide what we're learning in Illusions today. Oh, sorry, that's really stressful. Well, we did obviously doors, which are big but stationary. Having an illusion that moves is much trickier. Moving illusions. Iris Jumanji appears. Hello, children. Today we're doing moving illusions. Wow, Grace, did you predict that or something? That's really convenient guess. I am a genius oracle, but I'm trying to move away from that stereotype. Xavier, you get to tell the notable thing that happens in this lesson. Uh, well, Cynthia and her crew, the people that are, would normally be in illusions, are still not in lessons. Does their absence make a difference on the lesson, per chance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are snide comments. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a generally... Bullshit. <laughs> just a generally better quality of lesson without them. Yeah, indeed. Iris Jumanji is, is visibly pleased <laughs> <laughs> that Cynthia is not present. Excellent. Well, after that, you're all free. You've all got a free. Do we all want to go down? Oh, no, you, Grace, you said you had something you wanted to tell us in private. You're muted. So private, we can't hear it. I didn't want to uh, interrupt the library again. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to get thrown out the library when you're not even in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's Xavier West level of mischief. (laughs) Yes, you'll never guess what happened. I won't make you guess, I'll just tell you. So while I was away, there I was, walking through the woods at night, and I came across the king and queen of the fairies, possibly. I'm pretty sure. It was them. They did say. <laughs> it was the king and queen of the fairies, and they appeared in a sort of magical fae way. And they said that they need our help to find their son who has come of age, but they can't sense him. So I think he's in the mortal realm and is being stopped. That's all I got, to be honest. Cool. But yeah. we need to rally around for the fairies. I'm guessing they didn't give any more information about what he looks like or how you're supposed to find find a fairy? No. How big are they? I've never seen one. Maybe bigger. I feel like we need to go back to the library. Bigger. <laughs> I'm like, I was, yeah. 
I don't think they were any more helpful than that. I think they were. Who was looking at me like she's just forgotten everything? I'm sure they didn't tell me how to find him. <laughs> no, they didn't because like, you were interrupted. Phone number and everything. <laughs> I was interrupted. Yeah, she was interrupted, and they poofed away before they could give oh, any so. helpful information. Age. So we don't know what age that is for fairies. I guess library then. What were you doing in a wood? Why were you just walking around? Her and Donnie Zimmer snuck off for some alone time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My defence, I was sleepwalking. Oh, I hate it when that happened. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I had a premonition and so went to investigate. Um. Uh. Well, that makes sense. Yes, but I am not sure either what... Oh, who was it that was talking about changelings and turnips? It was the idiot, wasn't it? It sounds like something Benny would say. Yeah. Oh, ask him. He's not a very good source of information, though, is he? Possibly unreliable. There you are. You now know as much as I do. Cool. What so what are you going to do? We're going to go talk to Benny. What lessons he got now? Benny does... You've got patience later. Benny does have patience. Mm. True, yes. Okay. I wonder if he'll still be wearing his turnip. Cool. Well, I was just letting you know so it can, like... Work in the back of your brain. Well, we could go do the librarian door. Yeah, we, we could do in. some doors. Let's go back down to the basement. Okay, you do because you've got your secret entrance through the labyrinth. Although, interesting, while you're walking through the grounds, you see David and Olivia being marched around by Davina Hattenberg, and she's demanding that they, you know, pick up rocks and straighten out bits of grass and other menial groundskeeping maintenance tasks <laughs> for their detention. Excellent. Okay, so you get down to the vaults. The doors stretch off before you. Depends um, on how good your printer is, if you oh, can find well, which book. It, so I've got the original. <laughs> the tea stain makes everything slight shade of brown. <laughs> Fortunately, I think there's a, a uniquely bright blue book on the top shelf. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Be reckless and pull it. So you pull the single book and the door swings open. Inside, there is a small shelf marked Restricted. There is a book on alternate dimensions. There is a book on animal communication. And if one of you tests your grit, you can find one other intriguing book slash spell of your choice. I am not gritty. I have a D6 plus one. Oh, I've got a D8. You're the grittiest. So <laughs> that would be a natural one plus there are, one. <laughs> there are there are no other books on the shelf. Just the <laughs> just the alternate dimension book and the animal communication book. Just those two. I'm just I'm very confident. I'm like guys. I've I've checked the shelves. Just these two. Nice. Uh, are you going to look in these books? Yeah. yeah. Let's I'm go. Looking, so yeah. index fairies. <laughs> Let's go. Well, there's no specific fairy entries, but if you wish to on your sheet all make a note that you have now learned a spell to create a dimensional portal Ooh. and you have all learned how to talk to animals Yay. the animal communication spell because that was calling out to me we're going to cause so much trouble pockets dimension so it's the fairy maybe manifest as animal or maybe perhaps we can't hear the voice because they're in another dimension oh the find me voice yeah Ooh. dimension is that why is she just like adjacent rather than here? <laughs> right. What do you want to do? You've still got a bit of time before potions. Is there anything else in the room? In the library room? Yeah. No, just the restricted.
good bookshelf. Okay. I mean, That's... maybe if Grace had a bit more grit about her, then you might have found something else. But alas, no, the room is empty apart from those two books. That's a shame. So which ones have we tried and failed? There was... Did we actually get into the defence room? We didn't get into the defence room because we were rubbish and I was mm. bad at sports. Well, today's a new day. You are rested. You've had your porridge. Sports or defence? Mm-hmm. So defence, I think we had to hit the target. Yeah. And just... sports just had to score, which... Mm. Score a, a sports ball. Go for it. Go for the sports one. Sports ball. Sports ball. Who is going to attempt the the shot? I mean, it's got to be uh, Queen <laughs> Stephen Ball herself. <laughs> All about building my team. You guys can have. <laughs> I think with my track record, it's going to be grit five. Grit five. Okay. That will be a two. Awkward. You describe how badly your shot goes. It bounces off the crossbar and into my face. (laughs) Gutted. Well, sorry. Time for potions. I'll have to try that one again later. (laughs) Pride is a little wounded. You get to potions. Barnaby Spud's at the front of the class getting ready. And you notice that Loretta Stins is at the back of the room by the sink, furiously scrubbing old cauldrons. As as always, she has a look of a smacked ass about her face. But Barnaby Spud turns to Grace with a smile. Welcome back. Welcome back, Grace. Now today, you need Thank to brew you, me... Thank <laughs> You're welcome, darling, anytime. Today, you need to brew me a perfect sleeping draft. You learned about it last lesson so off you go and as he's walking around making sure everyone's getting set up he uh stops by jesse's table and goes here you are jesse and he hands over a battered heavily annotated potions book with a little wink so for xavier and grace (laughs) xavier and grace is going to be brain six and that will get you a bottle of the sleeping draft to keep but jesse with barnaby spud's special textbook you only need brains three well that's good because i have a d4 <laughs> yes! Okay, what did you get? Three. Cool. Right, you have you have successfully got a bottle of sleeping draft for you to keep. What was mine? A six? Yeah. I only got five, sadly. No, describe how what goes wrong with your sleeping draft. Oh, I, I let it boil dry and I end up with a sticky tar uh, <laughs> at the bottom that smells like just absolute death. I'm sure Loretta Stinge is going to love <laughs> cleaning yeah. that one for you. No one could quite be sure whether I did it on purpose or not. <laughs> Grace, what did you get? I got a natural one. Again? (laughs) Dice, please. (laughs) Well, sorry, no sleeping draft for you. What goes wrong with yours then? I think I was sabotaged by Loretta. How? (laughs) (laughs) Throwing soap into my cauldron from a distance. And no one can prove that any more than they can prove Xavier did his on purpose. But mine starts bubbling uncontrollably. (laughs) Nice. Well, yeah, so, well, at least Jesse, you got a bottle of sleeping draft. I'm sure you'll share it with your friends if you need it later on. Well, that's it. That's it for potions. That's that's your main task. What are you going to do now before you head out for the evening? Is Benny still wearing his turnip? Benny still does have his turnip, yes. Hey, Benny, just before you go. Hang on, uh, you notice the the tip of the turnip is all like gooey from where he's been bending over and it's just been hanging into the cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, guys, I feel really sleepy and I don't know why. Yeah, I think I think don't dip your finger in the potions to just test it, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. But it looks like it. It looks like it tastes really nice. Uh, sure. Yeah. Potions, not soup. Yeah. Different. Different thing. Oh. Hang on. Hang on. And Benny takes out a little notebook 
and he writes potions not soup mm. in it <laughs> just like this is my notebook my my therapist said that I should like make a note of all like life lessons just to help me sort of survive a bit more it's a good idea Benny the first one is don't eat chalk oh Benny <laughs> that I mean he's right to write that down I think yeah it's, it's very sensible it's a good good lesson can I just check what else you've got in there Benny make sure see if there's anything we can add for you he hands over his notebook grinning you may each tell me one life lesson that is written in Benny Hollows's notebook <laughs> put your trousers on before your shoes <laughs> <laughs> Pointy end of the wand faces away from you. <laughs> if you lose your watch, ask Matron Flubber. <laughs> That's very good. Hey, Benny, why have you got a turnip round your neck? Didn't Grace tell you? I'm sure I told Grace the other day. It's an anti-fae charm. They reckon that Barry Cooper was possessed by the fae. And if you wear a turnip, then the fae can't get in your head. Get your head? Get in your head. Oh, right. Or maybe they do want their heads. Your head. My head? Do they want my head? I, I doubt that, Benny. Don't you worry. You're safe with your turnip. Yeah, well, absolutely. The Fae are never going to get me. So who, who's been saying about Barry Cooper being a Fae? I read about it on Google, remember? In fact, well, you were there. Were you there? I don't I, know. Quite possibly. I'll write that in my book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any um, other useful tips from Google? Nothing as useful as what I've already got in my notebook. Ah, have you got... How much did you... Did it tell you about the Fae? Because yeah, I don't know very much. I don't know very much either. I heard that they were big, scary beings with like large claws and they breathe fire and mm. what they do is if they choose you for their victim they shrink really small and they go in your ear and then they sit in your brain and they make you do evil things like what Barry Cooper did huh. did not know that mm. and the only way to keep them away is to wear this magical turnip charm I offered Grace one the other day but she said no what was magical about I, it? I think Grace might have a fairy in her head because she didn't take a turnip and that's why she wasn't in school yesterday because she was having the very time. That's what I heard. Who'd you hear that from? Just around in the common room. Would you be less worried about Grace if she touched your turnip and proved it wasn't dangerous to her? <gasps> yes. That's a really good plan. Grace, touch the turnip. I don't want to touch the turnip. <laughs> <laughs> fairy would say <laughs> just, touch, just touch the dry bit Benny, Benny sort of just edges <laughs> away from Grace <laughs> yeah I don't want to fall asleep by touching the mushy bit <laughs> Touch the dry bit. Oh, I don't want any rumours that I've touched Benny's turnip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if there's nothing else, I should be going. Yeah. No worries. No so worries. should we. He gets his wand out with the pointy end facing towards his chest, casts the door illusion charm, a door just appears <laughs> around him and he disappears. <laughs> through the door and gone. <laughs> Well, after that encounter, you head back to the common room. That evening, you're all just hanging out in the upper class common room. There's nothing really to do. What What is your, like, number one go-to hangout activity? What's, like, the vibe like there? There's probably, is it quite a big room? There's probably, like, a studious end and a rowdy end. <laughs> Gender you at, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the studious end, looking longingly towards the rowdy end. <laughs> <laughs> any, you know, any games of club? or anything going on? There's a bit of clarting at the rowdy end. Gonna stay clear of that today. <laughs> well, whilst you're just hanging out, the detention kids return looking suitably weary. Any any reaction as they enter? I'm gonna do my big smile again and say hi. 
You get no response. Just being friendly. They they trudge forward, they trudge past you, and Cynthia plops herself down on the sofa in front of television, which she puts on. There's television. The news is there with live coverage of a big political event. A busty blonde reporter is providing commentary. Hi everyone, this is Dorset Applecake live at the Wizarding Council. In a bold first move as F-Wit liaison, Pugnacia Whipshaft has arranged this historical meeting with all key non-magical dignitaries in order to strengthen the bonds between our two communities. Guests include the Prime Minister and various members of the Cabinet who are all inside waiting for Miss Whipshaft's arrival. Suddenly, the front of the building explodes in a crash of stone and glass. A gigantic creature bursts forth, looking like a horrific mashup of many, many, many serpents, all smooshed together. With a terrifying roar, it lunges towards Dorset Applecake before the camera goes black. <gasps> wow. <laughs> no. No. Serpent Hydra. Our serpents. The end. To be continued.